Welcome to Escape the Owner Prison Podcast, where we teach the do-everything-myself business owner how to let go of their death grip and scale their business to create freedom and wealth in their lives. Hey everybody, welcome back to Escape the Owner Prison Podcast. I am your host, Richard Walsh, author of Escape the Owner Prison, the contractor's new way to scale, regain control, and fast-track growth while loving life. So let's talk about today about the actual scaling process a little bit, okay? So let's say you've hit that million-dollar mark, you know? you've made, Whether you started a year ago, three years ago, whatever the case, you hit that, things are going along pretty well, you feel, and you say, you know what, it's time to push. I want to do, I want to hit that $5 million mark, that $3 million mark, that $5 million mark. Let's try to hit that. So what do I need to look at before I actually know I'm ready to go forward with the scaling process? All right, so I'm going to go through a couple things. Uh, we're going to start with some healthy signs. I want to show you what that checklist looks like. Um, so you know if these things are in place, you'll be ready to scale. And I'm also going to talk about some warning signs. All right, things to look for that if you don't address, you're not going to want to be scaling or moving forward until those get corrected. All right, so again, if you've done it correctly, all these other things we've talked about, above button systems, process in place, and everything else, scaling should really be a manageable and enjoyable experience. You know, of course, no expansions is without its challenges. All right. So, I mean, if it didn't happen, everyone would be doing it. Right. So let's really take a look at uh, what we need to have in place to begin with. All right. The first thing when you want to go from a million to five million, there's, there's a simple checklist. And the first thing on that checklist is it starts with, are you making payroll easily? Now, I've always found that it's the big struggle for most companies early on. Uh, it's more difficult to make in payables, which are like monthly. Because payroll is going to be every week, every other week, and, you know, it, it gets to be a strain on the business. It just seems to always be a challenge for some reason. Now, if you have your job's bid correctly, you're executing timely job completions. And, of course, collections. Let's not forget about the most important thing, actually getting your money. You should have a pretty good handle on payroll. Okay, an employee obviously should never have to wait for their pay due to poor, you know, Poor administrative management, let's call it that, all right? Uh, they did their job, now it's time for you to do yours and, and pay them. All right, now I know, I don't know what you've experienced. I've been on both sides of the fence there where I've seen a lot of companies, oh, can you wait till Monday to get paid? i got to collect on this and get the money in the bank. And that doesn't breed confidence in your staff. All right, so you got to be careful of that. So if that's under control, congratulations, check that off the list. The next thing you want to look at is your payables. Are you attending to those twice a month? Are you keeping current with your vendors? Now, I'm talking about material suppliers, insurance payments, tax payments, vehicle and equipment payments. This needs to be part of your systems and processes. You should never be scrambling to make these payments and certainly never making them late. All right, you're going to need good supplier relationships for your scaling process. All right, you're going to need those increased lines of credit. You're going to need those good relationships. All right, because you're going to stretch, right? We're going to push. You're going to try to go for that $5 million, or you're going to go for that $5 million level here. You know, another thing to check off and look at is, are your team members, your employees, staying with you? You know, have you hired the right people? Are they producing more than, than you're paying them for? Now, you should have a happy and healthy work environment with everyone feeling they're contributing to the success of your company. Remember, this is the key indicator that your staff can handle the increased workload and still perform at high levels because things are going to get busy, busier. Okay, so you got to make sure you've automated the majority of your business. You know, have you created those training modules for each position in the company? 
you know, just these two things, you know, need to be addressed in order to expand with minimal aggravation and disruption to your business. All right now, I understand this takes some work, but as I mentioned earlier, you do the hard work once, then it's duplicatable. It repeats and starts to really pay massive dividends when you begin to scale. Now, I've seen so many businesses that are doing three to five million dollars a year, but they still don't have systems in place. You can feel the anxiety in the office and even among the owners. All right, you'll, you find an excessive amount of waste and mismanagement, too. That's what you really start to see from not having systems and processes. I'm talking about 10 to 30 percent of waste company wide. Now, even at only 10 percent, that's 500,000 a year in lost profit for the company. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. I just that's why these steps are so important. I mean, imagine what you could do with another 500,000 in your pocket as the owner. You know, I don't have to say what you could do with it. You know, you got the idea. A found 500, 100,000, 300,000, 500,000, whatever the number is, when that's just going into waste, it's horrible. Now, let's talk about some of the warning signs. Okay, things that you should be aware of and be looking at. And if you're having these issues, you've got to get them addressed before you can scale. Right now, a lot of times when we're running our businesses, we can get a little too close to the day-to-day operations. And I know this will sound counterintuitive, but when you're that close, you can't really see the biggest problems. You know, kind of as the saying goes, you can't see the forest for the trees. We get so mired down with getting things done, we forget to go up to the 30,000-foot level and kind of look at the big picture. You know, one of those early warning signs is employee turnover or even kind of grumpy, dissatisfied employees. Now, I'll give you an example. I had a fantastic crew for about seven years running. Things were going great. These guys were phenomenal. They were just outstanding. Now, I hired a new project manager. You know, we're growing. We're getting busier. I need someone else to take that, you know, that that role. And here's what happens. My entire crew quit, all right, with no explanation in the first season. Now, I asked my project manager what happened. He had no clue either. I struggled through the next season. Okay, we hired all new people. I had to train them. I had to get down in the hole, kind of, you know, teach these guys how to do stuff. Just kind of a nightmare, really. Uh, but this did give me a chance to see what was happening in the field a little better. And it really also helped me identify what had gone wrong. And I discovered that my project manager was really the problem. He was incredibly disrespectful to, to my guys, right? He'd never lend a hand when he needed it. Even if it was just a few minutes, the guy was nothing, just standing with his arms crossed, like telling him to do stuff. Nobody respects a guy like that. Now, near the end of the season, I got in touch with my old foreman. Well, I took him to lunch. We sat down, had a nice conversation, and basically he told me exactly what I already had figured out, that the problem was the project manager. All right, so I asked him, hey, if you could get the guys to come back, you and the guys, would you come back if I got rid of the project manager? And he agreed to help me out which was super cool, all right, because my next stop was getting rid of my project manager. And that's what I did. The guys came back, and things kind of got back to normal. But I learned a huge lesson there with that one, right? I learned, first of all, i got to be careful on who I who I hire, right? Secondly, i got to kind of oversee it a little bit. i got to, you know, i got to get some feedback from the guys that are underneath him, you know, that he's directing. That's important. Everyone's, everyone's opinion's got some value. So I need to check on that. But also... I did need that increased system or process for the training and execution of the actual job 
um, responsibilities, right, which I didn't totally have in place at that time. So I learned all that stuff, which was good. All right. Now, the next thing, the next big warning sign would be customer complaints. Now, I know if you've been in business for any amount of time, you know you're going to get the occasional complaint, regardless of how good you are. All right. Now, these things can range from the simple, hey, they left some trash in the yard, to bigger problems like, hey, they put the wrong color shingle on my roof. All right. So, you know, that becomes a warning sign when the number of those complaints increase. Now, again, it's not the occasional one, but all of a sudden it's like every other job or even worse, every job. But you're not paying attention. Maybe you're not seeing these complaints being registered. Maybe they're being held from you in the office for some reason or from a project manager or someone in admin in the office. Right. If this is happening, there's definitely some major issues going on in the quality control department. Now, it could be that poor foreman, project manager, whatever. It could be a bad salesman. Maybe he's not writing orders properly or, you know, disseminating the information to get it to the crew so they're doing things wrong. Or even, the, even dare I say, the business owner's own apathy. All right, now, I've been there, too. I've been at points where, I mean, you're tired, you're beat down, and you kind of stop caring for a little while, and you're hoping things just keep moving forward. And maybe you just, you know, you only got one eye on the business instead of two, that kind of thing. But regardless of all this, it's got to be addressed. If you're going to scale, these things have to be taken care of. All right. If they're not, I mean, seriously, you could easily go bankrupt within the next two years during this process. It can crush you and you'll be out in a blink of an eye. All right. So, again, the big takeaway here is you need to get up to that 30,000 foot level on a regular basis to examine the overall picture of your business and then course correct. You always do that earlier than later, right? Kind of like a rudder on a ship. Here it goes. It's always adjusting. You always got wind. You got currents. You got waves. You got things that are going to keep pushing you off course. That's business, right? Well, you got to be at the helm. You know, someone's got to be someone's got to be correcting the course of this so you stay on stay on path to hit your goals. Okay. When you're scaling, that's that's what you have to do. So there's going to be some work involved here. All right. The next big thing. The next big thing is on mindset. Okay. You got to know if you really want this. All right. Again, I said in the, you know, in some other podcasts and in my book, you know, getting the zero to a million is not, you can kind of do that by yourself. You know, it's, it's not super difficult. It's work, but you know, you can get there and guys maintain it. It's not, it's not the greatest thing ever to hit the million dollar mark because you can always do so much more. But what I'm saying is when you start passing 1 million, you're going to three and 5 million. You're not doing that alone. Okay, so you got you got to have support in place. So I want to talk about that a little bit on the mindset. All right. Now, mindset again, it's just basically how you think of things. You know, how you see them. What the classic cliche is: Do you see the glass as half empty or half full? All right. Now, most business owners are problem solvers. That's why we got in business. We can do something. We can help people with their problems. We can solve them. We get paid for it, and that's a good thing. All right. So. You gotta also be able to take care of the problems in order to keep things running smoothly in your business. Now, everyone has a degree of problem-solving abilities. Some have more than others, all right, and that's okay. I'm only bringing this up because scaling is going to require some real problem-solving skills. Now, you know, you you gotta understand that the world is like too unique for for you and your business not to be, or, or I should say, to be an exception to that rule, all right? There's so many factors going on, as you know from being in business, that you've got to understand that this is going to require effort, 
All right, it's just going to re- it's going to require effort. What you need to do is mentally prepare for the challenges you're about to face. Okay, then they're, they're the seen ones and the unseen ones. You know, I know plenty of business owners who reach the one million dollar revenue mark, and then they hit the bricks. Okay, they're taking home one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand a year, and they're enjoying life with no need to do any better. God bless them. All right, it's great to know what you want in life. For others especially those who have created their exit strategy, they know they need to scale to achieve their dreams. All right, again, there, there are a lot of businesses out there doing less than $1 million a year. It takes real concerted effort to scale a business to the $5 million mark. You need to love the journey. If, if you're like me, creating and building a business gets you cranked up. I love going to work. I love solving people's problems. I love delivering an incredible service or a product even. right? And most of all, I love the rewards and freedom I earn by having my own business. Now, just notice I said earn. Okay, You're definitely going to earn this next level of accomplishment. No one's going to hand it to you. Okay? I want you to go through the checklist and make sure everything's in order. All right, so that's why I did all this, okay? You just, you do a mindset check. You know, are you and your family prepared for what comes next? Remember I talked about discussing things with your family in a previous podcast. Like, same thing with the exit strategy. You really, really need to be on board for what's ahead. Now, again, you don't get to foresee everything, but you can generally estimate the issues you're going to run into as you go level to level and you begin to scale. All right, so you're going to review your exit strategy, you know, with those who are closest to you, just as a reminder of why you're doing this. All right, support is critical in this next phase. So you want to be sure it's solid. Again, bring your family, bring the most important, the closest people to you, bring them in on this. So again, you have that support, that encouragement, and you're able to move forward in a solid way. So let me give you a quick checklist. All right. If you got the pen and paper ready, here you go. Real simple sample checklist. First thing, making payroll easily. Number two, you're current on all your payables with scheduled pay dates in, right? Number three, you got strong vendor relationships. Number four is consistent quality employee retention, right? A great team. Number five is automated and systematized the majority of your business operations. That all should be done now. All right. Number six, your exit strategy is still in place. You haven't forgotten about it. You review it all the time. Right there, maybe you've tweaked it a little bit, but you know you're still on course. And of course, the last strong family support for the next phase. They got to be on with you. Otherwise, you're going to be living in misery. All right. It's going to cause major issues. Right. This next level, okay, going to the $5 million mark, the second level of scaling, is really like a life-changing experience. Okay, You'll never regret going through it. I'm excited to see really what you achieve, and I'm thrilled that you know, I'm going to be playing a small part in this. And I hope you can use this, um, this little checklist. Again, read my book, go through that, but it's going to give you these tools and um and, uh, and checklist to keep going and hit these levels. I want to see you hit the next big level. All right. So again, a quick little thing on scaling. Hope it's super useful for you. Share this with other business owners if you know people or if you're listening to it and you just know someone who's kind of at this point and they need to scale and either get them escape the owner prison in their hands, get them to get that book, read through the whole thing, or just listen to all our podcasts. And we will talk to you on the next one. 
Thank you for listening to the ETOP Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you liked what you've heard, please leave a great review for us. Your subscription and review helps us reach more people so we can show them how to escape the owner prison. Also, check out the links in the show notes about today's guests and more ways to connect with ETOP on social media. Stay strong and keep moving forward with your business.